Hey everyone, this is Michael and welcome to the Endure Podcast. Today I want to take some time and talk to you about the influence of a coach. I want to share with you a couple personal examples and my hope is that it will elicit some positive thoughts and memories in your own life and experiences and ultimately my goal is to encourage you uh, to take the time if you haven't already and begin to invest in the lives of those around you and make a difference. You're listening to the Endure Podcast. Thanks for joining us today in our pursuit of victory in life through Jesus Christ. All right, y'all, welcome back. It's good to be here on the podcast. I hope you're having a great summer. I know we certainly are. Lots going on with the family, friends, spending time outdoors, just enjoying this time together. And I pray that you're doing the same. So today we're going to talk about the influence of the coach. I was working out a couple weeks ago now and went for a a run and then followed it up with a a nice lift. Uh, And and it was a a warm day. So I went out. Goal was to do four miles, one mile warm up to pretty hard, uh, you know, max effort type miles in the middle and then uh, cool down, mile to return, and then jump right into kind of that full body, high intensity workout. And so I was, I was really thirsty by the time I finished. I was sweating, uh, everything was burning. And so I thought about water. And I thought, man, you know, you should bring some water next time. Um, maybe stash it by the door, it will probably improve your performance. And when I had that thought, uh, a counter thought popped into my head, which was water is for the fish, birds, and other simple-minded creatures. And I laughed when I had that thought because I'm sure for the vast majority of you, that statement has no context. Uh, But for the few of you who had the distinct pleasure and opportunity to wrestle for the late coach Wayne Bachman, uh, you'd know exactly why that thought popped into my head. And that thought popped into my head because wrestling for Coach Bachman at the Air Force Academy, uh, he he would never allow us a scheduled water break. If you needed water, you worked it in, in between goes, you figured it out on your own. But as far as he was concerned, uh, water made you mentally weak. And so while I always hated it and never agreed with the man, uh, it is certainly still something that has popped into my mind Uh, oftentimes when I'm training. uh, And so I just laughed thinking about all the influence that he and a few others had on my life uh, during that time in college. Uh, At the time, you know, like I said, I hated it. We were always thirsty. We often referred to him as as Crazy Wayne, kind of thought that he was this old man uh, that didn't know what he was talking about. We'll get to get back to kind of that influence though that he had here in a minute. My message and my takeaway for you today in this podcast is that so Endure Ministries is really about three things. It's about faith, fellowship, and fortitude. And in this message, I want to encourage you to get involved, to serve, to give and sacrifice your time and some capacity. So maybe your calling is not to coach a sport, but you can certainly be a coach and or a mentor in your church, your church community, um, in your workplace, whatever it may be, in your school. 
Uh, and so if you're not sure where to start, pray about it. You know, look at your giftings, your passions, your talents. That's a good place to start. That's a good place to focus your efforts uh, and move forward. And as a body of Christ, I believe that we must be engaged and we must make a difference today. Uh, that the world needs us, the kids need us, our kids need us. Uh, and so we have an opportunity to be a light and be actively involved in the lives of those around us to make a positive difference in our community today. So going back to the influence of a coach here, in my early 20s is when I wrestled for Coach Bachman, and he was a man that I did not understand. He would often tell us tales of growing up and some of his rough experiences as a child, and then he would always tell us about his 100-mile ultramarathons. Uh, he did numerous Ironmans, which is a 2.2-mile swim, 112-mile bike, 26.2-mile run, all in one go. He had hiked all the 14,000-foot mountains in Colorado multiple times. He had hiked uh, some other big mountains uh, throughout, the, throughout the country. And then uh, he made us run Stanley Canyon, which was a several-mile-long run uh, up, the, up increasing, I think, is about several thousand feet of vertical gain over that. Right, so he was all he loved Stanley Canyon, and that was an annual thing leading up to the to the preseason. Uh, and so I remember listening to these stories and thinking to myself, uh, who in their right mind would ever want to run a hundred miles, uh, let alone do that numerous times? And so at that time in my early twenties, I can't say that I was ever truly inspired by him while on the mat. And then we had our assistant coach, Coach Wells. Coach Wells was an intense guy by all accounts. Um, he is famously or infamously known for being at practice and typically screaming at us, Intensity! Intensity! And, uh, <laughs> that was one that always brought back uh, fond memories. Uh, and so by all accounts, you know, he understood that wrestling was a grind. Uh, and I think that's something that we certainly experienced, but he understood uh, just that what it took to be successful at that next level. And he, and that was his way uh, of motivating us, of, of trying to get into our heads and let us and remind us uh, that wrestling was a battle. It was a physical endeavor. It was about, and, you know, breaking down your opponent and being mentally tougher, being physically tougher uh, to be successful. And so that's something that I certainly experienced as well, that the talent level of, of those around me at the, at the academy uh, on the wrestling mat was just incredible. And so practices were always tough. And then you had Coach Wells there um, motivating you in his affectionate way. Right? And then when practices ended, it was always conditioning time. And sprints were typically terrible, um, at least with Coach Bachman, who was a man of routine. Uh, he was a man of predictability. His sprints were always the same. I think it was 10. 10 sprints at a set time, and you knew what to expect. And if you were too slow and you didn't, and you didn't meet his cutoff, uh, most of the time, it kind of just he didn't say anything. 
but Coach Wells, on the other hand, when we lined up for the sprints with him, it was always a crapshoot. You didn't know how many you had to do. You weren't sure exactly how fast you had to go. Uh, and so you just had to run. And then his doubles uh, were, were, always, were always the worst. So our, we had three wrestling mats, so pro, I'm guessing 30, 40 yards long total. Um, and so a double was obviously down and back twice. And it was always um, just funny in a very, uh, um, it, well, it wasn't funny, but looking back, it's funny to, see, to realize that his doubles were always faster than his singles. So if you had to run a single in, you know, 35 seconds or whatever it was, uh, then his doubles were typically, you know, 60, 65, maybe 65. Um, I'm sorry, that was, uh, that was bad math. <laughs> Whatever it was, if you had to run it in 35, a single, uh, instead of being 70, his, uh, his double would probably be, you know, maybe 65 or 67, something like that. And I always laugh remembering him sitting over there on the bench on the side of the mat He'd sit there with his legs crossed, staring at a stopwatch. And then when everybody came across the line, we'd be dying. We'd look over at him and just hope that we met his cutoff. And he'd kind of get this smirk on his face and he'd just say, nope, do it again. And then we'd all groan uh, because that sprint didn't count. Now that I'm older and look back, I can see how much of my life was, was uh, shaped in my early twenties and, and how much those two coaches specifically, uh, kind of just molded and influenced, uh, my life moving forward into my mid to late twenties and, and even, even today. And, and so these two men had a profound influence on me and not that I ever amounted to anything on the wrestling mat in college. Uh, I went to, you know, went to college and, and really just never panned out. Right? And in fact, Coach Bachman actually cut me my senior year as he walked out the door. Uh, so at the time, really, really a uh, big blow, primarily to my ego, never been cut from anything in my life. Uh, and there he was, cut me from the team. And, uh, but looking back, that was probably the greatest thing to ever happen to me because I ultimately met my, my now wife. Uh, we got to hang out, spend a lot of time together. And I tell her it was probably good that we weren't dating when I was wrestling because I was not a pleasant person to be around when I was cutting weight. So ironically now in my late thirties, uh, I've run multiple hundred mile ultra marathons I've done many 50K, 50 milers. Uh, I've decided due to the influence and encouragement of a few of my friends, a couple of them being former USAFA wrestlers, Air Force Academy wrestlers, I've decided to train for an Ironman uh, and I'd like to do one when the timing is right. I'd kill to be out in Colorado hiking 14,000 foot mountains I'd love the ability to go train and run on Stanley Canyon. That's, you know, if I had the access I had then, I would probably run it uh, on a weekly basis. If anything, going up Stanley Canyon, just so I could look over my shoulder when I hear Coach Wells, old man Wells, hobbling up the mountain. Uh, he was infamous for yelling. Uh, so we, we would always get a head start, right? So we would start heading up the mountain. 
And then Coach Wells would show up at some point. Uh, for me, I wasn't always the most motivated guy in Stanley Canyon, so we'd kind of dilly-dally until you hear him yelling, Here I come, boys. You better get moving. If I pass you, I'm putting you on the Wells Fat Boy Running Program. And so <laughs> we'd say, uh, no thanks, and so we'd start running uh, to get up the mountain. For those that don't know, the Wells Fat Boy Running Program was simply uh, requiring you to run before practice. Uh, usually you'd lift, sometimes you'd run, uh, but it was always comical for us to be in the wrestling room goofing around on the mat before practice and then seeing mostly our heavyweights come in red-faced, sweating, uh, out of breath, having to jump right into practice. So wrestling in college for these two men really taught me about mental toughness, commitment, discipline, and admittedly something that I didn't possess to the level that I needed to to be successful in college. Um, and so looking back, if I were to grade myself on those three things, mental toughness, commitment, and discipline, I would give myself about the same grade that I had uh, on my uh, when I graduated from college, which was a, a 2.45 GPA. So by all accounts, I did very poorly in those categories at that time. But it's funny because now, years later, looking back, um, again, I see the way that this was in that I was influenced in the way uh, that was ingrained in me and laid a foundation that I could draw upon later on in life. With Coach Wells, looking back, I know that his heart was always well-intentioned with me, and he possessed a quality that I wish I would have bought into more. Uh, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. He saw potential, and that's one of the reasons why he often rode me, and we had a lot of conversations, um, but he was always trying to get me to buy in, to believe, to be successful at that next level. Um, and so... When I thought about this the other over the last couple of weeks, that ability to see something in somebody and try to call that out, invest in that, to see them reach their maximum potential, I believe that's one of the the single most uh, or the greatest one of the greatest influence we can have as a coach uh, in the lives of those around us is that you have the ability to literally change and alter the, the trajectory of somebody's life by believing the best in them. And, and I believe that this is the heart of our Father, of our Heavenly Father, is that He sees the best and calls out the best in us uh, and believes the best in us before we see it. We talked about Jesus and Peter's interaction in a previous series, Be Prepared for Battle. Uh, we just talked about the notion of Jesus telling Peter, you know, when you turn, when you repent from denying me, strengthen your brothers. And Jesus is saying, like, I know that you're going to deny me. I know that you're, you're, you're going to fail in that, um, in that regard. But when you repent, I am going to use you to do mighty and great things for the kingdom of God. And he called that out and he spoke that over him before it came to pass. When we look at Moses and his life building up to the leading or to leading the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt, God called Moses and he said, you know, you are going to be the one that I'm going to use to free my people. 
And Moses didn't believe it. And Moses had all these excuses of why he wasn't the right guy. Uh, But nonetheless, God called him uh, long before Moses believed it. David was also a man who was anointed when he was still a young boy to be king over Israel. So God saw that and he set those things in motion in David's life before David ever understood or fully believed what that was going to look like and what that was going to entail. Gideon's another one who came to mind that he was called by God to redeem the Israelites from the Midianites. And Gideon didn't believe he could do it. Gideon didn't believe he was from the right clan, that he had the right uh, traits and characteristics to be successful. Uh, Yet God believed and he spoke it into his life. And uh, Gideon ultimately defeated the Midianites with only 300 men. So as I'm winding down this, this podcast here today, I want to close with a few final points. Uh, so everything that I just talked about is important. Uh, I think it's vitally important. As a coach, as a mentor, your ability to, to speak and teach life lessons uh, into somebody's life and investing in that next generation is really important. And so I believe that you know, Coach Bachman, Coach Wells really laid a good foundation for life principles, which ultimately helped me in my journey thus far. But then as a believer, the relationships that you'll build along this journey and the, the quote unquote, the right that you'll eventually earn or hopefully earn to speak into someone's life gives you a chance to make a difference uh, from an eternal perspective through encouraging people uh, about their faith in Jesus Christ. And so I believe that is the, the fundamental and the most important aspect of our lives as believers is to encourage people in the faith, to share your faith, uh, and to see lives change through relationship with Jesus Christ. So two, two families, really, um, two, two men who were both competitors, both wrestlers, uh, and, and one who coached at the collegiate level and then one who helped coach, I believe, primarily at the, at the high school level, uh, but they, these two families really served as, uh, um, as spiritual coaches and spiritual parents of mine. So people that I never competed for, but they certainly invested a lot of time and effort into my life and my wife's life um, years ago and, and still today. And so that's the Davises, uh, Gene and Francis, and then the Suters, the late Mr. Stephen Suter and, and uh, Deanna Suter. And both of those families left a huge impression on me and my life and really helped change and alter and uh, shape the course of my life. And so the Davises were there for me uh, during one of the hardest periods of my life, in my, uh, well, really when I was 20. Uh, and that was when I was going to school. Uh, and they invested a lot of time in me. They had a lot of patience with me and encouraged me, uh, fed us lots of good food, brought me and some friends to church. Uh, and ultimately, they were there for me when I kind of hit that rock bottom and gave my life to the Lord. I gave my life to Christ uh, when I was 20, and they were there and served as these spiritual parents, spiritual coaches for me, and helped uh, set a foundation, a spiritual foundation that has served me well uh, many years after the fact. And then the suitors were, were parents uh, that, um, parents of a good friend of mine, the best man in my wedding. Uh, Bo and and I got to see them early on 
Uh, and my, after I graduated from college, we saw them, my wife and I saw them numerous times in those first couple years. And so Mr. Studer helped me through some early years of my professional career and encouraged me when I was struggling uh, to keep up that motivation and commitment level that was required at the time I was trying to cross-train into the special operations career field. Uh, and so that was a very arduous buildup just to to apply for and compete uh, to go down to, to Florida and, and to go through their assessment and selection process. Uh, that's probably a story that we'll save uh, for another time. But I will always remember and be, and be grateful for those opportunities that we had with the suitors and the time that I got to talk to Mr. Suter uh, and, and kind of share with him what was going on in my life and just to kind of hear his encouragement and, uh, and the words that he had to help, um, you know, just kind of carry me along that journey. And so in an exchange of an emails that I had with Mr. Suter many years ago, he told me about one of the things that he didn't anticipate when he transitioned into coaching at the, in college at the University of, of Wyoming. And to just provide a little bit of quick context, uh, Mr. Suter, the Davises, uh, and then many other uh, family friends of mine that they competed for what was called Athletes in Action. And so it was a traveling ministry, a wrestling ministry, where they would go compete at colleges and even internationally, and they, were, they would wrestle, and then at the end of the matches, they would share the gospel. They'd share their testimonies, they'd share the gospel, and it, like I said, it was a, it was a full-blown uh, ministry. And these guys on this team, which a few of which I hope to have on this podcast in the near future, were, you know, legitimate uh, Olympic caliber wrestlers, or, you know, gold and silver medalists, bronze medalists in the Olympics for wrestling. So these guys were the real deal. And so Mr. Suter at some point transitioned from Athletes in Action, which was kind of a, a traveling opportunity to a more steady state coaching experience. And so we were talking about the idea I was asking him about you know, going over from ministry to what at that point I kind of viewed as like a, as a secular job, if you will, uh, not, not ministry per se. And so what he wrote back to me, I thought was just really interesting. And we'll, we begin to close here, but Mr. Suter said, I went to Wyoming because I wanted to see how God would use me and the lives of the young men that I was going to be around for a while. What I didn't see coming was how God was going to use those guys in my life too. And so he just emphasized the fact that as a coach, you, you get into coaching because you want to shape and influence and make a difference from a life perspective, from a spiritual perspective. Uh, all of those are good. Uh, but one of the things that he didn't realize was how much impact that those young men were going to have on his life as well. So why should we give our time and our resources to be involved in the lives and the development of those around us? I think, again, it's to make a difference in their life. It's to make a difference eternally. But I also believe that one of the greatest and unanticipated rewards for investing in someone's life is not just the difference you'll make in theirs, but the difference they will make in your life also. They, too, have the ability to shape and influence and that is why I believe it's important for us to give, to invest, and to be willing to um, take the time and make those around us uh, better and in turn 
we too will be shaped and influenced. With that, be blessed, endure, and I pray that you will continue to find victory in life through Jesus Christ. Take care.